Neighborhood Mavs Devoted Podcast. My name is Bo. You should find me over there on Twitter at Mavs Highlights, where I do only and just the very Mavsiest of all Mavsy things. And I would love to talk Mavs and NBA at large with you. But tonight we are going to discuss the Mavs 124-97 butt whipping of the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. Isn't that weird to say? In San Francisco at the Chase Center. This game um, started off, you know, pretty close there in the first quarter. Mavs had, you know, an 8-point lead, a 10-point lead kind of throughout the quarter. And then the second half, the lead bloomed up to 15 a couple different times. And um, in the second half, it was just... It was just absolute domination. I think at one point the lead that was up to um, right around uh, or just under 30 there for a while in the third quarter um, dropped down to 15, 12, 15, something like that. And it looked like maybe the Warriors were going to mount a comeback, but they just do not have the firepower. They're really, at this point, just a glorified G League team as they are you know, tanking and <laughs> realizing that the best thing for them this season is to lose. They don't want they don't want the W's. The dubs don't want the W's. They actually want the L's this year. They want to get a high draft pick, come back with uh, a healthy clay next year. Steph, it, the the rumors are that Steph's going to definitely come back this this season. So that might uh, you know hurt their uh, chances a little bit of getting a really, really nice pick, but we'll see. I think by the time Steph comes back, they're probably going to be load-managing him like crazy, um, but enough talk about the lowly Warriors. They've had enough shine over the last five or six years, I think you would probably agree. Let's talk about a team that's on the rise, and that's the Dallas Mavericks, though I would just like to say, I posted this on Twitter a couple days ago, but I would just like to say I'm sorry. The Mavs have been struggling uh, ever since the holidays, and I think it might coincide with the fact that ever since the holidays, around the Christmas time, um, I, I kind of started taking it easy on the podcast, and then I got sick. Everyone in my family had the flu, and then and then we went out of town for an extended vacation. So my time away from the podcast, the podcast's break, has kind of perfectly coincided with the Mavs slump. And so you might say, well, come on, Bo, it's, it's really the, the absence of KP that's causing this slump. And I say, yes, it is. But probably also not only not only the absence of KP, but I think also the absence of the OP has uh, has been <laughs> has been uh, contributing. And so we are back. We're happy to be back. We're going to keep it really brief tonight. This is one of those games that no one's going to remember when we're stacking up the end of the season record. It's just going to happily be in the W column and in, in a big, big way when you beat a team by 27 points. That is a nice nice W. Uh, Luca only played 27 minutes tonight. Um, Maxi only played 24 minutes. Dwight Powell played 24 minutes. Hardaway played 23 minutes. Uh, everyone played about 20 minutes. So we're, we're going to start where we always start, which is with Luca, right? Uh, Luca did Luca things. Uh, the shot has not been great from three. Um, and he ended up taking nine threes. For most of the game, I felt like he was pretty much staying away from the three because he was being so, so effective um, around the rim and attacking the cup. He finished the game 8 of 19 
from the field, which means if you take away his nine three-point attempts, he was eight of ten from the from two-point land, right? Uh, he was doing anything he wanted uh, when it came to attacking the rim. The Warriors just uh, cannot defend him. Uh, Draymond doesn't have a chance. No one else stood a chance either. Uh, Luca was getting to the cup at will, but only two for nine from three. Uh, and, 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 you know, we're not going to sweat it too much right now, but two for eight from free throw. Uh, that is... That's, uh, I'm not sounding an alarm bell or anything like that, but that's just, ugh, that is gross, man. You don't want a, a guy who's been above 80%. And I think, I think just at last game or this game dipped below 80% for the first time in a long time this season from the free throw line. Um, but two for eight, man, that's, that's ugly. Uh, 20 points, only two assists to three turnovers, eight rebounds, grabbed a steal. Like we said, only 27 minutes. Um, not not good from three, but you know tonight the Mavs were just so far superior. I don't know that he was pressing that hard. I don't, I don't know if it was uh, that big of a deal. He he barely played it all in the fourth quarter. Um, Twenty seven minutes tonight for Luca, and so um, just a, just a you know a, a nice very low key Luca performance, kind of doing whatever he wants. Except I'm sure he wanted to hit a few more three pointers um, tonight. It really is about. Boban to me, 20 minutes of playing time for Boban, which is a lot for him, 13 points, 11 rebounds, a steal, 6 of 14 from the field, Boban got up 14 shots tonight, guys, that's that is fun, that is huge, right, Boban got up 14 looks, I love that, I grabbed 11 rebounds in 20 minutes, you know he's always going to grab rebounds if he's out there on the floor, he's not a real shot blocking presence, but he's just such a physical presence in the paint. The guys don't want to attack him. You know, guys don't want to go in at him. Um, Dwight Powell had another really nice game. Uh, he's, he's had a couple nice games here recently. Uh, tonight was no exception. Nine of nine from the field. Hit both his free throws. Hit his one three-pointer. Um, 21 points, two assists, six rebounds, a steal for Dwight Powell in 24 minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, was fine. He was fine. 12 points off of 5 of 11 from the field, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, and a steal. Um, hit, hit a couple nice jumpers and a couple nice shots. You know, when he can hit a shot, he adds something to, the, to this team that no one else really can. He, he creates his own shot uh, with ease, and um, when he's hitting, he's, he's got a great-looking stroke. So after, after Luka, um, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. can really create his own shot. Then there's uh, Maxi Kleba tonight, 11 points, a rebound in only 24 minutes. Uh, hit both his free throws, went 3 for 5 from the field. All three of them were three-pointers, where he was 3 of 4 from 3. Um, and I think I think those were all in the first half, maybe the first quarter. Um, he was hot to start off the game from 3, drilling threes um, from the corner, just looking really, really nice. For Maxi, we want him getting those shots, we want him getting those looks. We love his uh, defensive presence, especially as a switchable defender out there. He's such a smart defender, such a, a mobile defender, and I just I feel good when Maxie's out there, especially especially if that three is going to keep dropping like it has been for the majority of this season. Uh, Seth Curry had a decent night tonight, four of eight from the field, nine points, and two assists, a rebound, and a steal in 16 minutes. I guess he's just never going to get a ton of minutes. I guess I guess that's just the way. It all breaks down for him tonight uh, in just this season. He's not going to get a ton of minutes, so he has to maximize the minutes he is out there. Uh, DeLon Wright in 20 minutes, 7 points, 3 assists, 6 rebounds, a couple blocks for DeLon. 
uh, hit his one three-pointer, three of eight from the field. Um, still had some open looks that he just passed on. And I, I got to believe, even though the rest of the game was decently productive for DeLon, I got to believe it's those moments that really stand out to Rick. He's like, look, there he is. He's got a great look from three. And he either hesitates or he just passes it up. And in this offense, you need your guards when they are wide open from three to take those looks. And while I love most of DeLon's game, um, it, the hesitancy he has to take these threes is a little frustrating. And I think it might be the kind of thing that will cost him playing time, to be honest. Um, Jalen Brunson was really nice tonight. J.J. Barea got out there for eight minutes and got 11 points, you know, four of six from the field, three of four from three, you know, doing that J.J. stuff there uh, to close out the game. Uh, he became the sixth, I believe, sixth all-time uh, Mavericks team uh, games played record holder. I believe he passed uh, Jason Eugene Terry tonight. Um, Mavs as a team shot 51% from the field, shot just over 35% from three, and catch this though, <laughs> in a game they won by 27 points, they shot just under 62% from the free throw line. Man, that's embarrassing. That is atrocious. Uh, thankfully, they won the rebound battle, 53 to 36, um, and everything else is you know decently close. The Warriors had a lot more turnovers, about the same in blocks, about the same in steals, about the same in assists. Um, but rebounds, Mavs really took it to them, 53-36. to 36. The Warriors are playing just an extremely small lineup. They are a very, very small team right now, uh, and the Mavs were able to take advantage of that, even without KP, so that's really nice to see. Boban out there getting 11 rebounds, Dwight getting 6 rebounds, um, Luka getting 8 rebounds, Maxi grabbing 7 rebounds, uh, like we said, DeLon grabs 6 rebounds, so just Mavs are just were a bigger, more intimidating kind of presence down there in the paint. Um, and they, they just took it to them. This, this game can really be summed up by saying a good team beat a bad team. You know, that, that's kind of it. I don't have some grand storyline for you tonight. Obviously, we want Luka staying healthy, which is great that he didn't have to play a big chunk of the second half, and the Mavs still pulled away with ease. Um, we want Luka to hit all his free throws. I know that. We, we, we just don't, don't sweat it too much. He's been, he's been really solid from free, from free throw line this season. Um, let, let's let's trust that as a fiery as a competitor as he is, he's going to look at that two for eight and be like, "Man, I got to get my head out of my butt, right? I got to I got to hit these free throws. I got to focus. I got to knock them down." Um, other than that, guys, it was just kind of one of those fun, you know, easy. You know, take, you could take your foot off the pedal a little bit and just kind of go, "Okay, well, we're going to coast into a big win here," uh, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing at all wrong with that. All right, so let's look at a couple questions you guys uh, asked or comments y'all made. Um, my buddy, and I just realized I've never said this name out loud, the Catalan Maverick. The Catalan Maverick? Boy, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. The Catalan Maverick. We engage all the time. I just never said that name out loud. Uh, what do you think is the issue with Luca's jumper? I think, I don't know, man. I think it's probably that time of the season where he might be wearing down a little bit. I know the talk of the beginning of the season is Luca's in the best shape of his life, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he's in great shape right now. Um, have y'all noticed that? I, like, when he's got the little shirt on, there's, there's, it's not like he's got a washboard stomach or something like that. He, he's he's still got a little doughy to him, um, which is not really what you love to see in an NBA superstar. Um, 
you know, Nikola Jokic over there in Denver is obviously a different story. That dude's just pretty much fat, uh, and his talent and uh, his size just uh, overcomes it. But uh, Luka needs to be in good shape. I think especially with things like going through extended shooting slumps. I think a lot of it can come down to conditioning. And so, you know, I I know the season wears down on everybody at this time of the year and in the upcoming months, right? They just all start wearing down a little bit. But if you're not in peak, peak, peak physical conditioning, uh, I think it it, it impacts you even more. Uh, And so if, if Luka's having an extended shooting slump, I wouldn't be shocked if it has to do with his conditioning. Uh, and also, and listen, I, I was only a high school athlete, right? Um, but I was a really, really good shooter in high school. Um, better than, you know, high school athletes usually are as a shooter in basketball. Um, and, like, even as a really good shooter, you, you just have slumps. You just go through little phases where it's like, man, I freaking cannot hit a shot I can make, you know, eight out of ten times in the gym like in practice. Why am I not making these shots right now? Uh, I'm a good shooter. You know, that can, you say those things to yourself. And Luca is a good shooter, but um, I think the extended slump may have something to do with conditioning. D- don't hold that hold that against me or hold me to that. I just have noticed he doesn't look to be in the greatest of shape right now. Um, so that's just kind of my thought. That's the first thing that jumps into my mind. First off, even... Ray Allen, even the greatest shooters of all time, go through slumps. And Luca's not that. He's not the greatest shooter of all time. And he takes difficult shots. Um, it was said on Twitter tonight. I can't remember by who. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, I would really like him to focus more on this attacking the rim. Now, you take a lot more punishment, potential punishment for sure. Um, but he is just so incredibly effective with those floaters and with uh, using his size and his height and his width, and his, like his, his thickness to, to kind of keep the defender on his hip to where he can finish um, with, his, with his other hand, his offhand. Um, and so I, I would like to see him focus on attacking the rim. I know he does attack the rim a lot, and so I don't, I don't begrudge him his, his three-point attempts, but he's been so good in the painted area um, that I, I would love to see that you know, continue. And obviously, you want the slump to end. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if conditioning is a factor, though. Luka Doncic for MVP 2020. I feel like there's a virus going around the NBA, and Luka has it now. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hope not. I think it might just be that time of the season. Um, I think it might just be that time of the season where you kind of start wearing a little bit. Uh, Hashtag MFFL says... um, Mavs can can and do play together most of the time, so team chemistry, togetherness. But when they don't, the ball control and passing is awful. Turnovers, not utilizing our strengths. What is the biggest concern you think to get this under control? What is the biggest concern you think to get this under control so that after the All-Star break we can make a run? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest step to solving all of that is... Healthy Luca, healthy KP. I know, I know that's a generic answer. I'm sorry, but I think it's the right answer. You know how stereotypes are. You know, you don't like to operate off of stereotypes, but the reason stereotypes exist is because they kind of have tended to be true for certain periods of time and certain segments of you know all that stuff. I think it's kind of a stereotype. If your two best players, if your three best players can be healthy, everything like the, the support players just kind of naturally fall into place. And so I think if you can have Luca and KP healthy. As much as I ragged him at the beginning of the season, I've, I've come around on, on the the importance that Tim Hardaway Jr. can offer this offense. 
And so if, I think if you have those three guys healthy, I think all of the other support players, which the Mavs have a bunch of, I think they all fit um, very nicely into the offense and what's asked of them. So if you can get those guys healthy, I think the ball flies. I think the, the offense flows. If you, you have Luka making the majority of the decisions, they're going to be good decisions most of the time. If you can get KP in a place where he's he is fully back, then um, you know I was I was the voice I think, and maybe there was someone else that I wasn't aware of, but I was definitely vocal um, before the season started that you know KP has never been a truly elite shooter numbers wise. He's been you know he had the last season the season of his injury he was shooting really well from three about forty percent. Um, but he's never had like a great true shooting. He's always taken a lot of tough shots. He's always missed a lot of shots. The shots he makes are spectacular and amazing, and the plays he made back in you know, his Nick days were awesome and impressive. But he would also miss a lot of shots. Um, and so I, I don't hang my hat on KP as being the savior of this team. If you, if you need a savior, look to, to, to the 20-year-old. Um, he, he's the one who's, who's going to carry this thing. We all know that. But KP serves a vital role as his number two guy, and the space that he offers Luka is just like no one else on this roster can do that. Very few players in the league can offer Luka the kind of space and create the kind of space for Luka to operate freely that KP can uh, as just that that freakish unicorn 7-3 guy who, who pulls the bigs out into areas of the court that they're not comfortable being in. Uh, and if you don't put a big on KP on the perimeter, he's just going to shoot over a guy who's six 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 seven six eight. So you got to put your big on him out there, um, and that just opens up the lanes for Luca and our other guards as well, but especially Luca, right? So if you can get KP healthy and keep Luca healthy, I think that's the answer for um, for, for the Mavs moving forward. Not a brilliant answer, I know, but I think it's probably the right answer. So. All right, guys, those were all your questions tonight. I want to keep it brief. This game was such kind of a, a, a snooze fest. Um, Antonio's uh, Cleveland got in there. That was nice. Um, just a, a kind of fun game. I know some people, like, some fan, they're genuine fans. I'm not saying they're not, but when a game becomes a, a snooze fest or when the Mavs are blowing another team out, they, they kind of get bored. I don't get bored. I love it. I love the Mavs kicking butt and taking names. I love it. And uh, I think it's four times, three or four times, they have absolutely demolished the Warriors. I think tonight was the fourth time they've demolished the Warriors. Um, and I'm happy with that. And so it's good to be back, guys. I look forward to interacting with y'all and dropping a lot more pods, interacting with you on Twitter. Remember, you can find me over there on Twitter at Mavs Highlights. My name is Bo. The pod you've been listening to is The OP. You guys have a great one. Frickin' go.